0: The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm one with the Force of Forces with me. We'll use the Force. That's not how the Force works. Well, that's start somewhere. Welcome, everybody, to the latest episode of the Kybercast. This is Kybercast number 27, and we're going to be talking Mandalorian Chapter 2, The Child, today. With me, as always, is my good friend, Michael Darth Diaz. That's How right. are you, Michael?
1: Because Sith are cooler than Jedi.
0: Yeah, they're so yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> this isn't an argument.
1: Just so we're clear.
0: Just so, um, we're clear. <laughs> so, this is an odd episode. Not odd, but it's, you know, we didn't expect this much Star Wars at this moment, really. I mean, there's so much going on. It's hard not to keep talking about Star Wars, which is fine with me, but I mean, there was a lot of stuff going on. So, we're going to talk some Mandalorian today, but we've also got some things, some news and bits around. The geekdom world that we're going to touch on uh, towards the end. Jumping right into Mandalorian Chapter 2, The Child. I can't tell you how much fun I've had watching 32 minutes of a show in the last 10 years. And I'm not kidding. I, I had so much fun watching that episode that... It actually seemed longer than 32 minutes. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little... I was worried when I keep seeing these times of 38 and 32 minutes. I'm like, oh man, it's kind of a weird time frame. But it seems to me they're probably pulling the story together the way they think it should be cut up. So there could be longer ones or shorter ones. But overall, that first ep, this uh, second episode, I absolutely loved it. What, what's your first take?
1: I thought it was very good. I'm enjoying the series thoroughly, but... Um it, it wasn't better than the first episode. the first episode, I mean, there is action in this as well, but um it it's i i I hate to say this, but I almost wish I could binge the series because I think it'd be a lot more fun that way i I get
0: no, I like looking forward I like looking I like forward looking to the next forward
1: one. to them as well. But because the episodes are kind of short, at you know, just over thirty minutes or so, I I think I'd enjoy it. I, I'd enjoy it more if I could just watch what happens next. So maybe it's the Netflix effects, maybe I'm just spoiled now by the fact that I can't just sit down and watch an entire season in a couple days. But I, I enjoy it. I liked it, but I I thought there was much there's a lot I liked about this episode, but I thought if the first episode was a B plus, this episode was a B.
0: Oh, I'm the other way around. This is an A minus, and I. So what I usually do is I watch the pre. I, what I'm going to do is watch the previous episode before the new one to make it feel like a, a little longer of a watch. That kind of helps. So the reason I give this a, a better than the other one is because this one had that, that Star Wars humor that the other one didn't have. There was a lot of great humor, and I mean Star Wars humor like Han Solo type stuff, where, you know. Hey, we're okay. It's you know we're all right now. How about you? Like that kind of stuff. Um, that humor, I just loved it. I mean, I, I and, and you know, part of it is nostalgia, but I think they did nostalgia the right way in this episode. They didn't throw it in your face. If you don't know anything about Star Wars, you would you could enjoy that episode. If you know who Jawas are and what they do. They've amped, it, was, it was the best Jawa scene in all of Star Wars. I
1: enjoyed it. Oh yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, but I noticed, um, like, when it comes to the action figures, they call them off-world Jawas. Like, do Jawas yeah. all originate from Tatooine? I mean, why aren't they, they just know. called Jawas?
0: I don't know. That's I mean, these are things that they're.
1: He's not an off-world I Mandalorian. They have, well,
0: I know that he, you know, they have red eyes instead of gold if that matters.
1: Didn't even notice the difference. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I just, I just thought that the humor really came through this and it felt more Star Wars and it just brought me in more.
1: Oh, it definitely felt Star Wars. I mean, there were a lot of aspects. I mean, I didn't realize I needed to see more of sand crawlers, you know, seeing the one in episode four was cool. And we got to see the inside of it a bit, but seeing it, Again, it was almost like um, like a giant pirate ship sailing on the seas of sand, you know, the right. way the ports all open and they were, and you're right, the humor was fantastic. The way the Jawas were just opening up those ports and just literally throwing junk at uh, the Mandalorian as he was trying to get up, it was it was funny. I, I I enjoyed the humor as well. I didn't think it was a bad episode. I just um. For me, it was just a little bit lacking. I don't know what exactly it was lacking. I can't put my finger on it, but I enjoyed it thoroughly, and I'm, I'm eager for more. I like I like where the story's going. I mean, to your ass to your, to your comment about the humor, I know you enjoyed that. It made it very feel very Star Wars. Um, I I don't know if it for me, I made it feel more Star Wars, but it definitely felt very Lucas, maybe even a little bit of Spielberg. Mm-hmm. The whole. Uh, Mandalorian chasing after the Jawas and the Sandcrawler, and then when they try to rub them off against the side of that, you know, that sandstone. A lot of, lot of hints, a lot of memories of Indiana Jones, in like the Last Crusade. Oh, there's you know, yeah. Not, I get you know those are both Lucasfilm projects, but it just, it brought back that flavor, in a way that made me kind of relive my childhood a bit, and I like that. And I don't know exactly what they're doing differently that is working for me in that these callbacks make me smile and make me happy. Whereas when I see JJ do them, they make me angry. So I don't know, but that's my take.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, that I can't answer for you other than I think you're just biased against Abrams. But I think there is it's a slight difference in the way it's presented to us. It's It's if you know it. If you remember it, it's not in your face. It's just because the Lucas stuff is all derivative of other serials. They didn't make that up, you know. There's there's all oh, kind do. of I things do. from from what he saw as a kid. So so, but but what I caught from this is if you were like me, growing up and watching the movies and playing the video games, like if you ever played Super Nintendo Super Star Wars, you're Luke Skywalker. You got to climb up the. You're you're racing against the sandcrawler and you got to do almost what he did that was taken right from that video game
1: see i never played so game, so i
0: oh it's it's right from it like things opening up and falling like it's it's right from that. it's totally from that which is great but when they're scaling it if you ever watched the old 60s batman show and a window pops open i mean it's totally from that, that batman show but when he climbs that whole thing and he gets all the way to the top and all those guns <laughs> they're all there and they've got all the guns and they just kind of shoot him and he just falls flat I mean it's hilarious oh, really it's like awesome. when Han Solo yeah when Han Solo is in the Death Star and he's running at the stormtroopers screaming and then he turns the corner and there's well it's been doctored a little bit now but you got all those stormtroopers there it's the same kind of humor it's that kind of thing like holy crap you know um, that's what I liked about it and and but there's also some character development in this, this episode too I mean I like that He's he's a loner, right? I mean, he's a loner, and now he's got a, a baby Yoda or whatever you want to call Nobody knows really what yeah, to call I've, it. I've seen online. Um,
1: we're just going to call it baby Yoda. Let me just put it out there. We know that it's not Yoda. We know that it's... But instead of saying the baby from Yoda's species, like we're adding a bunch of stuff on, like the artist formerly known as Prince, the baby possibly of Yoda's species, we're not going to do that. Where's... For shortness, we're gonna call it Baby Yoda. Brevity—that was what right. I was looking for. For brevity, we're gonna call it Baby Yoda.
0: Right. So he's got his new travel companion, Baby Yoda, and he's fights the Trandoshans, and which were obviously out to kill the Baby Yoda. So it's other people. There's a lot of people yep, looking for they this had thing. A tracker they found It's out there.
1: Kick their ass. Yeah.
0: Yep. 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 Yeah. And. So he's got this loner and he's by himself, but now he goes back when all is lost. And he, when he goes to this, he sees the Jawas and he disintegrates them, which is a nice callback to Empire, by the way. When Vader says no disintegrations, right. we now know what he's talking right? about. That was, yeah. that was
1: awesome. <laughs> like, they don't like you very much. Yeah. Uh, I, I disintegrated yeah. a few of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, that was awesome. That was some pretty good humor.
0: And And, you know his delivery of lines like I know he's just a voice but he, I know he's in the costume it's not just some act it's not a body double it is him in Correct. there they're paying him a lot of money to to not show his face but he is really it's it is acting I mean it's not it's just because you don't see his face he's he's delivering lines a certain way I mean it's really really well done um, but he goes through this thing and he's the thing think a script and he doesn't know what to do and he goes back to quill and quill is interesting to me he's almost like his yoda I can see that. Yeah, he seems to know. He seems to know more about Mandalorians than he does, because you know, because when they go to barter with the Jawas, he talks about the armor. And oh, by the way, I'm going to bring this up now since our talk with uh, our good buddy Alan. Alan, if you're listening, yes, I'm going to say this. I feel vindicated that I said Temple <laughs> in our discussion, because if his armor is his religion and weapons is his religion, that forge is a temple of making armor. I stand. (laughs) I have no problem. I I mean,
1: until, until we're told it's called something else, you know, in Canon, in, in the show or some kind of publication, it looks kind of like a temple and being that these are warriors and it's just like you said, you know, warriors, their weapons and their armor that they're devoted to them. They're they're instruments of their faith. So yeah, it's a forge, but, it works as a temple too unless they call it something differently i'm okay with calling it the mandalorian temple slash forge slash whatever
0: right so like just being around that it's the first time somebody's helped him without because he's trying to pay him too he tries to pay quill he tries to bring him along and he just quill's just like no you're my guest this is how you do it this is what you're supposed to do it's probably like one of the first times someone's genuinely been nice to him i think
1: yeah well because we don't, well, we don't know much about the Mandalorian, but obviously, he's had a rough childhood. I'm assuming his parents died during the Clone Wars. Just in the little flashback we've seen, and some in some of the uh, in the trailer and whatnot, we see his parents. We see that they hide him. We see you know super battle droids and uh, other you know droid aircraft going overhead. I assume they were killed then, and that's how he become what is it a foundling? Is that the term they used? Right yeah so I yeah so yeah I mean, he had definitely had a rough childhood. We don't know anything about his adulthood or his growing up other than that, but you're right. I wouldn't be surprised if Quill was the first bit of kindness he's ever really experienced.
0: I, I don't think it's gonna be the last time we see Quill, even though he left the the planet but certainly probably not going to be around the next few episodes.
1: he was great. I like, I like quite a bit. And I think we mentioned this up ep- last episode, but I just love how he ends his discussions with, I have spoken. It's just, it's, yes. it's perfect. It's, yeah. it's a nice little touch that really makes the character. So I love it.
0: Yeah. So I can feel the writing of Dave Filoni or working with, with Favreau in the way these shows are paced. Cause if you watch like rebels or something like there is so much that happens in 30 minutes or clone wars, like they just packed a lot in here and I don't, I don't know what else you could add. I know you were said you're looking for something, but yep. And, I do I. Know. and
1: maybe, maybe it's just that maybe it's no fault of Disney plus or Lucasfilm or anything. Maybe it's just, I've become so used to streaming every single episode and just binging, binging, binging that, this is a normal story pace, and I'm just not used to it. I don't know. But I don't know if that's it either, because there's still a couple of network shows I watch that, you know, obviously are weekly, and they come to an end, and I'm fine. And I wait a week and watch them again later. So, I don't know. I, I don't know what yeah. it was missing for me. I, I, I wish I could better articulate what that is, that is or was. But, all in all, I enjoyed it fully, and I loved uh, it, it, it. Definitely this... This show, this episode, one hundred percent points us into the direction of the series, at least this first season.
0: Yeah, because we—I I buried the lead here, but the baby Yoda, I mean, showed force powers, like really strong force powers. You know what I mean? Because like Luke could barely lift rocks, and this guy, this baby, just lifted this the Rhino monster. I can't remember the name of it, but um. Which was huge. Like that was a big deal. Like you've changed the course of the show because A, hey, I never I didn't even think we were gonna get any kind of Jedi right. in this show, right? And now second second episode in, we're talking force user.
1: Not only force but he also not only force, and we haven't seen the force used to heal people before, but obviously this baby Yoda has some kind of healing powers. I don't know if that's because of the force or something else. He He was going
0: to try to heal him,
1: right? For sure. Right, but we have not seen the Force do that before. If that were the case, no. Then you know, on *An Empire Strikes Back*, we could have seen Luke, Luke, just heal himself instead of going into the you know, you know, into the tank and yada yada yada. So, I mean, if the Force could simply heal you, you know, why would why would Darth Vader have to wear that whole apparatus and you know the all that stuff, you know? unless
0: well I mean uh, it could be different. something different
1: or you know who knows I mean we,
0: yeah we don't we don't know maybe he was just gonna reach out and take the pain away maybe it wasn't healing you know what I mean we don't really know what the intentions were until right. it was done but still
1: it was it was very interesting and like I said it definitely shows us this is the pathway of the show this is we now know what the show is about the show is going to be about at least this first season the Mandalorian protecting the baby Yoda. That's that's the season.
0: For now, we we for now because we don't really know if this is a good guy or a bad guy. I mean, we don't know. He's. I assume he's flying back right now to bring him back as his bounty. Not.
1: I agree, but do you, know, you really think he's going to give him up just for money? This this is very um, I th- this is very I th- Han Solo in Star Wars. He wants to be the oh the i scoundrel. know but and and maybe the mandalorian has been that his whole life i mean obviously he has no problem killing he's done a lot of it already in the series in just two episodes i mean i think the body counts well over a dozen at this point he
0: just popped off a crap exactly ton of or the guy
1: chopped in half in the bar right I mean, he's killed a fair number of people already. Like you said, he, his kill counts upwards of a dozen at this point in two episodes. He's definitely not a good guy. And neither was Han in episode four. I mean, we're not going to get into the whole debate, but Han obviously kills Greedo. He shoots first. We know that. So, this is, I don't know, is this how the Mandalorian is going to find salvation? I mean, it's very early into the season, but I'm wondering if that's kind of where it's leading. He's going to protect the child at all costs, which, again, leads me to think it's very much a man on fire or lone wolf and cub type situation. And i I don't care that it's that. I mean, what I mean is I don't care that it's derivative of that. I'm here for it.
0: Right. Me too. I mean... I- that the, the baby yoda changed so much, like first of all, it's a cool puppet, like I didn't know it was a puppet when it first came. that's it's a pretty puppet? amazing yeah
1: that's that, that's a puppet that's impressive,
0: yeah, I'm sure there's some c g i painting on some of that stuff, like when he's walking, I think it probably is, but all the close up stuff that's a that's a full on puppet and the movements of the hand and all that
1: well done, well done, Lucasfilm. yeah,
0: but what i when I was thinking about this, I thought, well, okay, we don't know how many there are of this species. We know there was two at the beginning, at least in from the prequels.
1: Yoda, and we don't know yep. what. We don't,
0: yep, we don't know what planet. At least I don't know what planet.
1: No, as far as I know, we don't know the from. planet or their name or the species. Or well, the species. So does that mean then? But Yoda Yaddle, does this creature have to have a Y name?
0: I hope not. I mean, I hope it, it's not that. But what I do think. I, the idea of, like, the um, the Dalai Lama popped into my head, like, because everybody's after this person thing that obviously has a lot of power, force power. Obviously, people know about it, and I, I just kind of had, like, um, this kind of Dalai Lama thing. Like, maybe he's some kind of, um, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know, but I feel like. He, there's more to him than just another species, and and obviously the people that the, that that asked, you know, the, the you know Werner Herzog for lack because he's no character name, um, you know, Doctor Pershing and them are trying to find this creature, and Doctor Pershing had the the clone of the the Camino uh, pin of the cloners.
1: Oh, he did. Yeah.
0: yeah, he did. So, like, are they going to clone him? Are they going to... like, So, my thing is, going back to... Do we think the Mandalorian is a good guy? I think he's definitely bringing the, the Yoda creature to the client. But then I think something's going to happen there. Like, he's going to find out they're going to do some really bad shit to it. And I think that's when he's going to make the decision.
1: I'm going to take a shot in the dark here. The Mandalorian, what, I think... This season ends either the week before, a week, a week after uh, the last, or the uh, the rise of Skywalker comes out.
0: Yeah, there's it, a hiatus, like a two week hiatus. It
1: doesn't I think it ends it's the week after? Looking. does it not or the fr- I think so.
0: It, it, something like
1: that. Uh, here's what I think, and again, this is just a shot in the dark. But yeah. we already know Palpatine slash Sidious is in. The Rise of Skywalker in some way, shape, or form. I'm wondering, because obviously the Empire remnant knows, and maybe the Empire knew previously, because it's been 50 years, that this Yoda, baby Yoda, existed. And maybe this ties in, in some way, shape, or form, to how Palpatine slash Sidious comes back because it obviously has healing powers. How great are those healing powers? Can it bring the dead back to life? We don't know. We don't even know exactly what these healing powers are. So I'm just thinking somehow this show ends with a wink and a nod toward the rise of Skywalker. That's what I think. because they end the the movie and this series first season end, too close for it not to have been on purpose.
0: Why? Yeah, but you got to, okay, so so here, let me, I'm going to kind of debunk this for you, unless I'm not understanding what you're saying. This this Yoda baby, baby Yoda, is 50 years old. Right. The, the show takes place roughly five years after Return of the Jedi. Yoda's just died six years ago. Mm-hmm. According to the show. Mm-hmm. So this species this, this creature is from somewhere mm-hmm. when Yoda was alive when Luke was like and they have no knowledge of that. Over they have life? to like that has to we don't know. I mean I don't know I would assume but sure. the point is I'm not saying that all Jedi people are connected like you know um, you know like, doc, like Dr. X you know where he can connect everybody together but It is. I mean, I guess this is kind of short-sighted thinking. Just because this person exists doesn't mean that every other Jedi knows that this exists. Like, there's other people on the planet. There's people, a ton of people that don't know I exist that live three, five houses away. You know what I mean? So, this idea that everything has to be connected in Star Wars, I think, is a little too much. Like, why doesn't Luke know about this um, creature that's fully for the Force? Well... It's a pretty big galaxy.
1: <laughs> I, I'm, I guess I'm trying to like, see. If, I, I would. What, what's your point to what I just said then?
0: So I mean, I thought you were trying to connect it to like Yoda coming back.
1: No, no, no. I said Palpatine oh, okay. or Sidious coming back. That this.
0: Yeah, I know that. Right. So how does this tie to Palpatine coming back though?
1: Exactly. That's what I think. I think it ties into that. I think.
0: No, how though? How do you think it ties it? Which way?
1: Through its healing or possible resurrection powers. Okay. That's what I'm saying. We don't, it appears that, I mean, this baby Yoda is already very powerful in the Force. We suspect it has healing powers, and that's why uh, the Empire wants, or the remnant of the Empire wants, either for those healing powers or for its Force powers. What if they think this is, maybe, because remember, the games now, too, are canon, and Star Wars Battlefield 2, there are directives given, and Palpatine, you know, holograms were floating around. Did you play the game Mm at all? I have, yeah. At least so, Palpatine holograms were floating around, issuing commands. I'm just curious if somehow this is one of his many, uh. Uh, plans, his backup plans, his mm-hmm. contingency plans, and that yep. somehow he thinks this Yoda can resurrect him or heal what body is left all these years later. Now, why it's five years after the fact he's dead they're looking for, it, I don't know, but I can't explain that part. But I think this is somehow tied into Palpatine returning. I don't know how... But I just, like I said, I think the fact that the movie comes out and then this episode, this show ends right after, at least the season ends, because we already know they're working on season two. I think it's not a coincidence because it's a show. I mean, why is there a bi-week? Why is there a gap? Just because Because... Star Wars is coming out? Yeah, yes. That may be, but also, I mean, they had plenty of time to film this. This has been done for a while. Why not... Well, they can easily say, oh, yeah, we're just having a gap week because the movie's coming out. But it also helps... I'm thinking there's a bigger thing that it helps tie in the story. That's just my guess. I don't know for sure. I could be completely full of shit and we could watch the episode, the end of the you know the season finale, and there's no relation to Palpatine or Rise of Skywalker at all. And I'll be just like,
0: yep, I was wrong. <laughs> right, right. That's... It could... No, I, I think it's a good... Um... I think that's good thoughts. I mean, that's, there my is, shot,
1: that's my shot across the bow for now. We'll see if it changes, but that's what I'm thinking as of two episodes in.
0: Right, right. But I think it's a good, it's a good, uh, a good thought. I mean, there is if they're that tight, if they're if they've been, then I'm going to give them way more credit than I thought I would about that there was a longer plan in play that I, cause I didn't think there was any plan, but. If it does tie in, then, then I, I'll tell you what, some of it that makes me feel like it is a bigger plan is, you know, if you read the books, there's a lot of stuff that does tie into the movies and they're, they're being written fairly fast. It's not like, you know, I just started reading the resistance book that came out, rise of the resistance. Cause I want to, there's a lot of backstory that leads up to rise of Skywalker that I want to know before going in there. And you know, it's how it's, it's like the time between the two movies where they're getting more people, which is why we see a ton of people in some of the shots already for Rise of Skywalker, because they had five people at the end or whatever of, of Last Jedi, and now there's a whole army. So um, that's why I want to read that book. Uh, but they tie so much together that it's starting, to, it's starting to give me the thought that maybe they knew more. Maybe they had a plan more than I thought they did.
1: Maybe. Maybe they didn't initially when they first... You know, four years ago, when, you know, The Force Awakens came out, maybe they didn't have much plan, but, and it solidified over time. Again, looking to their cousins at the MCU, when Iron Man came out, they thought they had a plan, but they had to, you know, that plan really kind of gelled and solidified over the next few films. I mean, Incredible Hulk obviously did not work out, so they changed tack and they, you know, altered where they were going and they started putting put in these little hints and they didn't know with Iron Man where they were going to end up at Endgame but I think within those first couple, three, four years they had a much better focus and I think that's kind of what we're seeing here with Star Wars I think they kind of know where they're going now so that's why I think it ties in but yeah, question for you, so you brought up the Dal- Dalai Lama are you thinking then that, well No, you're not saying then that this is not a resurrection of Yoda at all because obviously Yoda's only been dead six years and this thing's been alive for 50. Right. So you're not saying this is a resurrection. But what about Yaddle? Could this be a resurrection of Yaddle? We don't know what happened to...
0: Yeah, and that's where my theory is bad because I I know that Dalai Lama is the resurrection of the the prior. Um, But I just thought there's something you know these creatures are all like i would assume from this now that anybody any species this species is all is that might be the strongest species with the force
1: gotcha gotcha that's all I, I and, and crit- maybe there's not many of I them i wasn't criticizing your dalai lama thing i was just dalai you know obviously part of the dalai lama is a big part of that is reincarnation so i didn't know if that was what right you were saying as well
0: um in a way but I did not know if it, I wasn't necessarily saying a reincarnation of Yoda, but a, but a reincarnation of the Force in some way, and I don't I don't know. No,
1: that's fair. That's fair.
0: To be honest, I don't. It just reminded me of like you know, um, you know, like the Golden Child or something. He's got to protect this kid. <laughs> the Eddie Murphy. Are you bringing you know? up the
1: Golden Child seriously? That yeah. awful Eddie Murphy movie to a Star Wars Oh, it's awfully what? funny. That may be, but in this. Oh wow, that is that's uh, what
0: happens when you, this is what happens when you work at a movie theater from fifteen to nineteen. Yeah. you see some things you probably shouldn't. I
1: think you're sleep deprived from this weekend, Joe. that's
0: <laughs> probably. So I mean, overall, great episode. I think it's the show's getting better. I think I'm very happy where it's going. it's it's given me that great feeling of Star Wars again. there's a lot of great moments in here. I'm happy with it. Oh, so um, am I. I can't wait for the next one. Here, here's I can't wait the next I'm going to be
1: out of town this weekend and I'm, um, uh, we're going to, and we're, uh, I'm not going to say where I'm going because no one needs to know that, but going out of town this weekend, going to have some fun and I'm already thinking, how can I sneak 30, 40 minutes in to watch the Mandalorian on Friday? Cause I don't want to, I don't want to have to wait until I, I get back home Sunday night to watch it. So yep. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
0: We'll find out how you do it on the next podcast. Yes. So that being said, let's uh, move forward. I, uh, the Jedi fallen order, star Wars, Jedi fallen order video game is out. I have it today. I have not put it in the machine. I've been too busy. I came home cooked, started this uh, podcast. So by next podcast, I'll give a quick review of how that goes and, and what happens from what I've read and what I've heard in other podcasts that it's a very, very good game um i'm really looking forward to this to this video game uh, it's pretty rare when someone says they got a video game right for star wars they had, like battlefront had a ton of problems when it first came out and it got panned um nothing's really good have, has come out in a while for the star wars video game world and to i've listened to three podcasts about this game so far and no one hates it everybody loves it good they said it's got a few goofy things here so that tells me i mean this is this might be the most positive time for star wars since the before tfa came out like right before that like we've we've gotten great reviews on the mandalorian people love it it's kind of brought back it's galvanized all star wars fans again no one is arguing i have the only thing people are arguing is now is that there's pictures of baby yoda out there and some people can't see it yet in Europe and everybody's mad about spoilers. You know what? I'm just like too bad Whoa. at this point. You know, we're the, you're not going to Well, I mean, it's a, it's an epi- episodic series. Star Wars itself posted the picture of baby Yoda 2 weeks after the show came yeah, out. Yeah, that's not cool. It's been streamed everywhere. No it is. It is because it's been streamed everywhere. It's not Europe's fault that they that that company didn't want to make a deal. Yeah, I, Sky didn't want to make a deal. I so, what, are you supposed to, you're supposed to hold off for a whole year? That ain't no, going to happen.
1: No, by the rules state, you wait six months. Those are the rules. Those are the, yeah. the rules. So, I, I disagree with you on that. I think Star Wars should not have posted pictures of Baby Yoda this soon because he, it's only been a week and a half, and they started posting pictures sometime in the last, basically sometime around Friday or somewhere, even before then. I think that was too soon. Not even a week and a half. I'm sorry, Disney Plus launched six days ago. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. for me, it's too soon. I get that they want to capitalize on it, but really, did they have to worry about capitalizing on Star Wars? Don't get me wrong. I love I love Baby I'm, Yoda. I think it's adorable, and I love it. And I'm I can't wait for the Funko uh, what the Funko pops right? and all the plush toys and everything. I'm into oh. Baby Yoda. There's no question.
0: I'm assuming they're going to put it out right before Christmas. Why wouldn't
1: they? But that said...
0: Right? When are you going to... I
1: don't know. It was such a big reveal. I I have... I just... I think they shouldn't have spoiled it quite yet. Yeah. But that's just me. I don't control yeah. Lucasfilm. So,
0: that being said, uh, next week I'll give a little uh, shout out to the Jedi Fallen Order to give you my take on that. So I'm looking forward actually because... Um,
1: if you say it's awesome, I will wait until closer Christmas when it's cheaper and then buy it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. So, with Star Wars putting that out, do um, you have some Disney Plus woes still?
1: I'm still having a couple of woes. Earlier today? Um, basically, well, I did get to watch The Mandalorian Tuesday night when it premiered, but I have had some instrument issues still with Disney+. Plus. Uh, it was out again uh, for me, I think, Saturday again. And for no reason, I checked my network. Everything else worked. Netflix worked. YouTube worked. Everything worked just fine. You But uh, Star Wars, or sorry, Disney+, Plus kept giving me errors, saying, you're not online. Um, I am online. So, now, you told me right before we started this podcast that you had heard other complaints from people that have the uh, Fire Stick, and that's what I'm watching it on. But so maybe that might have something to do with it. But I've restarted yeah. my Fire Stick a few times. I just uh, it, it's not that hard. It's just a it's just a brief overlay that runs on there and connects to their stuff on the back end. I don't see how sure. the Fire Stick's a huge sure. difference, but you might be right. Because I didn't well, have issues. I just heard this, I didn't yeah. I pull up my phone to see if it was down, and I got something to start playing. But one thing I do want to say, though, about Disney+, plus don't get me wrong, love The Mandalorian, and I love the content, and it's Disney. They're huge. They have everything, right? But one thing I noticed, and you can tell me if you noticed this, too, because, again, I'm on Fire Stick, so you might see things differently. But for whatever reason, unlike Netflix... Netflix, if you start watching a series like right now, uh, Shaylee and I are tearing through The Good Place and we stop. But when we go back, you know, mm-hmm. hours or days later and start playing The Good Place again, it picks up where we left off and knew what episode we left off on and what comes next. So if we finished episode three of season two, it knows to start with episode four of season two.
0: Yeah, it does not have that functionality yet. I think it does not but,
1: do that. Okay, you're, you're seeing the same thing.
0: Yeah, I think it's something Disney Plus has to work on. And clearly, they're 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 probably just worried about getting stuff streaming right first before they do that. I mean, Netflix, you know, has been doing this for four years, maybe years.
1: Yeah, more than that.
0: Um, yeah, so they've they've that's all they do, you know. So they have to be great at it. I think, you know, they'll get that stuff going. I mean. Um for sure. Yeah, I don't have that. It's like it didn't even know that I watched The Mandalorian probably. I think it does, but it doesn't. But you know what I mean? Cuz it didn't say do you want to resume or do you want to start over? You know what I mean? It doesn't do any of that stuff. It just starts from the beginning every time you you do it unless you pause it. So yeah, it's got to learn that. I
1: just, maybe I'm spoiled cuz I'm used to Netflix I just click on the series that I'm watching it remembers where I left off and it goes, you know, I I say that because I've been watching episodes of Muppets, which was a yeah. one-season ABC show. Not the old stuff. I'm talking about the stuff right, like four right. years ago.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: I know that's not the point of this podcast, but let me just say that show is highly underrated, in my opinion.
0: The Jason Segel reboot? No, no,
1: not not the movie. The The TV show they did.
0: Yeah, he, he, tour... he was a producer. He was a producer. Oh, in that. wasn't it? Was
1: well, then, yeah. if that's the case, I loved it. I I didn't catch on to it until a few episodes in, so I'm now watching the episodes I missed. And I only bring it up because, you know, I watch an episode or two and then I come back and it doesn't know what episode I was on. I don't remember what episode I was on. I have to go through and go, oh, shit, how many did I watch? So it's a little bit annoying, but hopefully they'll take care of that. So I've been still having some issues. That's a complaint. And obviously you're noticing the same thing. The network connectivity, maybe it's tied into the fire stick, who knows. I'm just saying, it's still not perfect yet. Disney Plus is still having some rollout pains. And it's annoying because, you know, like I said last week, Disney's bigger than this, I expected more. Now, they kind of got their shit together in time for me to watch Mandalorian on Tuesday night. But... And I know it's been less than a week get your shit together, yeah. Disney. Yeah. Get your shit <laughs> I did
0: together. watch, uh, I'm really glad I have some of the old stuff that I watched 20,000 leagues under the sea. Oh, nice. The original one. Well, I mean, there's you no, know, there's talks of being another one coming out, but uh, I mean, it's a goofy movie, but it was good. There, some of those effects are still pretty good. Actually, <laughs> when you watch them, they were decent little puppet stuff, but the ship was still a pretty damn cool effect. Um, interesting stuff. So I'm looking forward to watching some of the old, old, old movies, the classics. Um, that are on there so I, I i'm and i watched uh today i watched the jeff goldblum show that he has on there
1: i've been wanting He's to watch awesome. that so bad like i can't wait to watch that but uh shaley and i haven't time to sit down and watch that together i know she wants to watch it as well so yeah. i'm a little jealous of you right now because i've been waiting to watch that show. well so and good. the first step
0: the first episode's right up shaley's and mine's alley because it's about sneakers
1: yep yep
0: so, yeah, so far, I mean, I'm, I'm digging Disney Plus. I am definitely feel good about the purchase.
1: Oh, the, uh, the purchase I feel great about because I got it for free. <laughs> yeah.
0: There you go. Okay, so you have some news to talk about today that you've you found a few things uh, that you can kind of lead us through, Michael. So why don't you go into that fun stuff?
1: Well, segueing into other aspects other than Disney, wanted to touch base a little bit on... Kind of the future of the Marvel Netflix characters and series. Um, it appears, now the reason I bring this up is today there's an article. I haven't seen it confirmed yet, but it seems like a very strong possibility that Mike Coulter, uh, who played Luke Cage in, the, Luke Cage, in two, the two seasons of Luke Cage, is now out. He's working on some other stuff. I believe he just got picked up on a CBS show. Good for him. The first season of Luke Cage was my favorite of the series. Mind you, I still need to watch about half of them. But what I've seen (laughs) so far, that first season of Luke Cage was pretty damn perfect. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, I thought he played the character perfectly. I have never been a huge Luke Cage fan. I know he goes all the way back to the 70s and Heroes for Hire. And people loved him with Iron Fist back in the day. And I know Brian Michael Bendis, the comic book writer, is a huge fan of him and brought him into the Avengers. Again, not a huge fan before, but when he showed up in, um, they don't call it alias, they call it Jessica, Jessica, oh, I can't remember her last name now.
0: Jessica oh. Jones?
1: Thank you, Jessica Jones, duh. Sorry. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> Sorry, well, the comic was called Alibi, and I kept trying to remember what they, what they had to change it to. Anyway. Because obviously there was another J.J. Abrams show called Alibi. Anyway, I loved it when he showed up in um, Jessica Jones. He Mm -hmm. played the character well, so I loved his series. Sad to see him go, but also sounds like uh, they previously announced that Finn Jones was going to be recast. Sounds like, I'm sorry, I didn't say this, did I? That Not only is he out as Luke Cage, but it sounds like they're going to recast him. So the deal is, Marvel has to wait X number of years before they can bring those characters back on the small screen. Because they sold the rights to Netflix. And Netflix basically canceled them because they're like, we're not going to keep making you money. So, apparently there's still a future for Luke Cage. Still a future for Iron Fist. But they're definitely going to... Well, not definitely. Word is that they're going to recast Mike Coulter on on Luke Cage and jones on iron fist in fact in fact they're talking that they might cast an asian american person for not luke cage but for iron fist as maybe a character to be in or follow up the sang chi master of kung fu films or film i should say that's slated to come out now the good news is that it sounds Almost now nothing's certain in Hollywood until it's actually filmed, and even then, not always the case. But it's sounding like from different reports that I'm seeing online that Charlie Cox is going to be come back going to be coming back as Daredevil in some way, shape, or form, whether it's in another series or if he's gonna make an appearance in the MCU. And that goes for John Burdenthal as the punisher. He's apparently he's not done being Frank Castle yet and uh, Kristen Ritter as the aforementioned Jessica Jones. So, if you're keeping score, folks, it sounds like Charlie Cox, Daredevil, John Bernthal, Punisher, Kristen Ritter, Jessica Jones, are still in that they are going to reappear in some way, shape, or form in the MCU. Unfortunately, Luke Cage and Iron Fist, also known as Danny Rand, they're gone. For now. For now.
0: I'll see you. It's so much time gone by. They'll probably run through different directors and stuff by that, and you know, some of this early news I think is just link bait. Um,
1: yeah, some of it yeah. might be. Some of it might be. But I'm looking forward. Daredevil, the three seasons I watched, was great really show.
0: Good.
1: Really good. Like I said, that I'll tell first you what. season of Luke Cage was fantastic. But I second was all three Daredevils for me. It was really good.
0: Yeah, I mean, without a doubt. um I'm trying to think uh let's see uh who is I forgot the actor's name that played um Kingpin. Oh my gosh.
1: Oh, Vincent D'Onofrio.
0: Yeah. He's the best. If they don't bring uh, him into the into the into the Marvel the film MCU. universe, that's a yeah. that's a miss. That's a miss. He's so they damn can good. Not for
1: a while yet, but you know the fact that Marvel is going so heavy into the shows and Kevin Feige, that's something we can throw out there, basically said in the last week or so that if you want to know what's going on in the films, you're going to have to watch the shows on Disney+. They're going to be smart. that tied in. And I think we all knew that going in. Um, yeah. I think it was pretty obvious, but let's face it, the Netflix shows may have referenced the Avengers and whatnot, but there was no right. actual crossover you know, with the MCU proper. Same with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., not a huge crossover. I mean, yeah, uh, Captain America, Winter Soldier, Hydra was a big plot point, but there was still no direct real crossover between any of these. That is no longer going to be the case. I think we're going to see with, you know, Winter Soldier and and uh, Falcon. I think we're going to see with the Loki show. I think we're going to see, well, with all these with uh, WandaVision. What else do we got? Maybe that, Loki. Uh, I already mentioned Loki. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. already know that Loki is going. It's already been said that what happens in the Loki show is going to dovetail directly into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Right. So. Right. Again, Feige is just confirming what we all suspected, but now it's, it's, it's going to happen. We're you're going to have to watch these shows to figure out or know what's going on, which. It's a double-edged sword. I'm one of those people that's like, I shouldn't have to watch this to know this. And sometimes you gotta, you know?
0: Yep, sometimes you gotta read a book, Michael.
1: Oh, God, here we go. Here we go. You know what? I set myself up for that. I set myself up for that.
0: (laughs) What else you got for us?
1: Last but not least, I know we're running probably a little bit longer than we should, but big news that came out literally before we hit record Yep, is that Star Trek 4 is a go. The word is that it's happening. They're bringing back the cast. No word as to whether or not they're doing the story. Uh, the, the last story they were talking about doing was bringing in Pine and Hemsworth, the two of the three Chris's, to do a story where somehow, you know, Kirk worked with his father and Hemsworth had a more starring role playing his father. We don't know if that's the story, but we do know uh, it's back, and that it it's going to be written and directed by Noah Hawley. Um He's had some. He re- Are you excited about that? I am. I am. I. I'm a big Star Trek. Because usually,
0: you, no, no, I'm excited for Star Trek, but as the director.
1: Um, you know what? I don't know enough about him. Uh, you know, I looked him up right before we did this podcast, and I saw that his trajectory. Sorry, I'm screwing up. trajectory, but can't say that word apparently his trajectory has actually been very similar to J. J. abrams but just off by like five ten years and that right started in tv and has moved on Mm -hmm. to different writing and directing jobs and you know jj got picked up and did the mission impossible movie which i did see and enjoy i thought it was a good film um Mm -hmm. and i liked the first star trek that jj did i really did I mean, I went out and bought a Blu-ray yep. player just so I could watch it as it deserved yeah, to be watched. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, I'm not... It's a good movie. I don't hate J.J. I know I may come across that way at times. I'm just not going to go a hole into it right now, but lately I found him to be derivative. So, the point is, is this guy the next J.J.? I don't know, but he seems to have a very similar pedigree.
0: And, well, he's got some good shows. I mean, he did, he did Legion, right? And he did... Um
1: and not just uh, good
0: Fargo. critically acclaimed
1: you know yes it's yeah yeah
0: huge so yeah. i tried to watch legion i tried to watch legion i just couldn't i couldn't quite get it i, I think i need to sit and give that another shot um, same
1: here same here it's, so, yeah. it's, it's it's a dense show it's not it's not something you know Daredevil you can watch and he punches people and you kind of get what's going on he's blind he's got superpowers legion it's, it's a little bit more of a mind fuck if you will
0: yeah, it's a heady show. It's definitely a heady so show. So you
1: can't just drop in. You mean you got to sit down and pay attention. So I appreciate that aspect because I, I I accepted what Star Trek was what it was for what it was because it couldn't. I understand it needed to be more flashy. It had to have the lens flare. It had to be less deep to kind of get people back in. It had to be more pop than substance. And I was okay with that because I wanted Star Trek back. But, you know, when you get to Star Trek Beyond, which I really, really, really liked, and unfortunately didn't do as well because it was more like the Star Trek we used to know. So I'm hoping... I, I, it's hard because I want Star Trek IV to do well, and I want Noah Hawley to do well because that means the show, the movie's going to do well. <sighs> But I, and I like that he's cerebral and he can, you know, he's, he can write, you know, thought provoking things. And I like that aspect of Star Trek, but it's hard. I mean, but you also have to draw people in and make money. I mean, it can be done. I mean, look at the film Inception. I think we all know that Christopher Nolan Mm -hmm. does some pretty good stuff and it's not, I mean, yeah, there's some awesome special effects, but it also makes you think, right? Absolutely. Why can't we see that in the Star Trek version? That's my dream for Star Trek. I want it to be heady, but also visually stunning. And I'm hoping no one gives.
0: And I think that that and that feels more Star Trek. I think. Yes. If you do that. Yes. From my from outside looking in, I think it's always been a headier show than than anything Star Wars was. So. Well, yeah,
1: it's always. I mean, they they tackled you know interracial relationships or differences between races and all those different conflicts and you know that was in the initial run of the 60s Star Trek and then of course they also uh, encountered you know LBGTQ plus issues in later seasons like in DS9 and whatnot so Star Trek should be at that forefront for commenting on our society and it should be headier at times that's Star Trek and maybe that's something we're going to see more in a TV show like Picard when it comes out. I mean, we're seeing a bit of that yeah. in Discovery, but still, even Discovery, as much as I enjoyed it and loved it, it is more Flash than heady. you know what I mean? Absolutely.
0: Well, it's a, it, listen, it's a good time to be a fan of Star Trek and Star Wars right now. It looks like the future could be bright for Star Trek as, as – you know, I'll, I got to finish watching the second season of um, Discovery. Uh, third season's on its way. I mean, there's it, there's a lot of good stuff out there for for people like us, and uh, I'm just happy right now that this is a really high point for Star Wars because it's been some low points at or at least some points where people were arguing all the time. And I just, I'm I'm thankful the Mandalorian is out that pulled people together oh, great, to watch this it's a great show. Great
1: time to be a geek right now.
0: So. It is totally a great time to be a geek. And and this is a good spot to maybe say goodbye at the end of this podcast here and uh, move on to uh, the next one next week when The Mandalorian comes out this Friday. And we'll see uh, episode or chapter three. I like how they say chapters. Um, So, you know, tell us where they can find us, Michael.
1: If you want to contact us, you can obviously go to Twitter and find us at Kybercast. We're at Kybercast on Twitter. We're also at Kybercast on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. Just look for the Kybercast. Remember, the kicker on Spotify is, if you're looking for us there, is to look for the Kybercast. Spotify is very, very particular about that. However, it seems that most of the other platforms for podcasts are a little bit more lenient. Just look for Kybercast. I'm sure you can find us. Look for us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Stitcher. Google Podcasts, TuneIn. You know, I'm not going to name them all. If you have a favorite podcasting app, we're probably there at this point. Um, Where else? You can also always email us, kybercast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your email. Feel free to drop us a line. Of course, we also have our website, kybercast.com. You can leave comments there. So drop us a tweet, send a comment, or send a comment, drop a comment on our Facebook page. We respond pretty quickly uh, because we're geeks and we like to talk about geek stuff. So did I miss anything, Joe? Did I miss any of our awesome websites or links or social media pages?
0: No. No, you're good. It's so much to always listen at the end. Uh, One last thing, you know, we don't ask for money. Like I said, if you really want to help out the podcast, share it with your friends or even write a review on Apple Podcasts. That seems to help things along. We thank you for listening. If it's your first time again. Welcome to the show. If it's your second, third, or 27th, we thank you for listening. What a piece of junk.